Hi, I'm Godman Akinlabi. Thank you for joining me for the Better Half Relationship Podcast. This podcast is designed to strengthen marriages and relationships that will lead to marriage with the wisdom of God. On this episode, I'm discussing breaking up the war zone. Breaking up the war zone. If you're married, you probably know, you know firsthand that the fact that you love your spouse does not mean that you will never disagree. In fact, you perhaps will disagree more than you agree on issues of life. Uh, some people, you disagree with your spouse so heatedly that it creates uh, a lot of difficulty in your relationship and your relationship becomes like a war zone. Occasional disagreements uh, is manageable and may not damage your relationship uh, in any way. Uh, but consistent disagreement will quickly uh, damage the relationship, uh, will lead to animosity between you and your spouse, and um, uh, make your marriage disposable. So one will wonder, can't we all just get along? Must we fight? While this is idealistic, it's not realistic. Misunderstandings, you know, will always be a part of our life. We see lives in different ways. We're not perfect. Our views will clash from time to time. And um, it's the same in marital relationship. No matter how perfect you have for each other, your opinions will not always align. That's the important thing that we all need to grasp and live with. So let me share a few things from my own experience. While cutting my wife, uh, I realized that she was my favorite person we got along so easily we love to hang out with each other and you know it was we were quick to agree even when we were going on you know on different parts on an issue we'll quickly bring it back together because we didn't want anything to affect our cozy cozy romantic you know relationship uh, but when we got married the reverse became the case we disagreed on little issues, on trivialities, and we also disagreed on major issues. And it came to a point where the disagreement was really chipping off on our marriage very fast, reducing our intimacy or, you know, or, or, or togetherness. Uh, it, it came to a point where we actually had to sit down and ask ourselves some honest questions about uh, how we can reduce the frequency of very caustic disagreements that uh, were happening in our marriage and how we can make uh, disagreements less caustic in this effect on our marriage uh, because you can fight fair, you can disagree to agree and it, it can leave your marriage uh, in a good place rather than in a bad place. Now, the big question is, can you stay together and actively love each other even when you always disagree? because we have established that this agreement is part of every agreement. <laughs> yeah, this agreement is part of every agreement for us to get along, we will always find uh, things that will reduce our capacity to get along and we have to walk through it so that we can get along. So today I will share some of these things that I learned while we were trying to resolve our own issue and while we were trying to fight fair and reduce uh, the effect, the caustic effect of our uh, uh, often disagreement on our marriage. So the first thing I'd like to share is this. A happy marriage, and indeed 
a happy relationship of any kind is the union of two forgivers. Can I say that again? The union of two forgivers. For you to be happy in marriage or in any kind of relationship, both of you have to see yourself as forgivers. Relationships do not work when malice rules and reigns. When it's, we're so quick uh, to brush aside each other and uh, neglect each other and behave as if the other person doesn't ex exist. If you cannot forgive, you will fall out of love very fast. So any successful relationship has to be between two forgivers. Secondly, all couples fight. So you aren't an oddity. Disagreements occur because we're different and imperfect. And we always see things from a different point of view from time to time. So men and women are wired differently. So it's impossible that we will see everything from each other's point of view because we're wired differently. In fact, you can put it this way. The fact that a man marries a woman already creates a premise for irreconcilable views or differences. So how can we turn these irreconcilable uh, differences to strengths in our marriage such that the way I see things, the way you see things, will, will match both together and make a huge sense of that issue so that uh, we can make progress, but make progress uh, in the right direction. Uh, so don't be unnecessarily dramatic when your spouse has an opinion that differs from yours because that's how we're wired. So the third thing to understand is that you need to understand that we are imperfect beings and our imperfections usually have an element of selfishness. Now, this is what I mean by that. In our dealings with each other, we will disagree. Most disagreements will escalate to a fight because we insist on our own way. And insisting on our own way is portraying how selfish I can be about my own opinion. You've heard the saying before that you can win an argument and lose a friend. Uh, if you value your relationship, you will not be so opinionated and selfish about your own view. You would want to listen and allow the other person to also share their view and uh, reduce the effect, the negative effect of selfishness on your relationship. The fourth thing, healthy couples fight for resolution unhealthy couples fight for their personal victory. Yeah. Healthy couples fight for resolution. So this is important. I'm, I'm going to repeat it again and again and again. Healthy couples fight for resolution or healthy couples fight to win. Are you fighting for resolution to resolve something and move on from there? Or you just want to be the winner all the time in all disagreements in your home? Uh, that still kind of points us back to my last point on selfishness, but it's just to put it in a better context that while we fight, we fight to resolve. We fight to solve a problem. We fight to resolve a bottleneck that will end up pro progress in our relationship. We, we, I don't want trophies. I don't want to be a winner, you know, all the time. I'm a winner. I want, I want. You are a child. If that's your mindset. I won, I won. Yeah, I'm always right. I'm always right. You, you don't have to be right. You need to make progress. 
Yeah, that's the most important thing. We need to grow in our relationships. So uh, have you ever been in a situation when you, you, you were fighting with your spouse and all you want to do was to draw blood? I know I've, I've been in such situations. Sometimes you just feel like making trouble. You don't even know why you're making trouble. And in the midst of making trouble, you're trying to make a point. And your point is not that important. And this relationship is breaking down. It's just common sense to tell yourself that this point is not as important as this friendship that I'm losing, as this, this gap, this gaping hole that is in, you know, growing in my relationship with my spouse. So it's a terrible behavior uh, that when we engage like that. Uh, but that's what happens when we let our selfishness override the health of our relationship. Health should be in focus, not my preference. Uh, is my relationship healthy? And is it growing in the healthy direction? That's what is most important. So when you fight, the point should not be to inflict pain. It should be to find a middle ground and douse tension. You know, some people just look out for how to inflict pain on their spouses. I want to make him or her feel the way I felt the last time we fought. Or I just want him to know that uh, you can't be the only one enjoying yourself in this relationship. I will do something that will also make you feel some measure of pain. That's uh, When we go on that route, it, it leads uh, to a bad place in our relationship. So how do you ensure that you fight for a resolution and not just to score a personal victory? Uh, I will share three uh, tips uh, today that will help you in that. One, be quick to listen. Be quick to listen. Uh, uh, this is to listen to the real message, not the tone or the volume. All right. Listen to the real message. Uh, when somebody, your spouse is talking to you, find out what they are actually trying to say. Listen attentively. Read into the emotion, not just the words or, and all that. So by the time you put the tonality, um, the body language and all that, you will know if this person is irritated, angry, or fearful. And you can make an informed decision that can turn that situation around. Um, so the, the point I'm trying to make is fight for resolution, not to sweat the less significant stuff. Because the emotion of your spouse sometimes is in your hands. And it's like your current, you know, a China wear, piece of China wear. You need to be careful. The more you, you know, you create a crack in this thing from time to time, you are raising or you are living with a broken person. That marriage uh, may not last and you're creating a problem. You need to listen. Uh, so make your spouse's words very important to you. Sometimes you need to calm them down and talk through the issues. Uh, when the issue is resolved, you can now bring up the secondary, you know, issues that may be important to you, but never make them the focus. Uh, you know, sometimes I'm stronger than my spouse when we're going through a, rela a, a relationship issue. So the, uh, whoever is stronger should take initiative uh, to for repressing some of the things that are important to you that you know if you continue to front load them, we're not going to make progress. So it's like you, you, you are just uh, for the sake of the relationship, 
toning down on your preference to allow the other person to have their way. So seek clarity from each other, um, lay the issues on the table and ensure that uh, you are on the same page, then seek a resolution. When we have agreed, okay, so this is what we're trying to achieve, then we can resolve. But if I'm going on in this direction, my spouse is going in this direction, we can't meet in front. Secondly, be slow to speak. You know, this flows from my first point. We need to be quick to listen and slow to speak. Too often, couples are slow to listen and quick to mouth off. The tongue is too quick or too ready to respond. If you want to fight fair, you must develop the capacity to tame your tongue. You must tame your tongue. You must be slow to speak. The tongue uh, doesn't have a brain. <laughs> it's you that will control your tongue. If you let it run riot without control, it will set your home ablaze. So you need to control your tongue. Control it. Don't be too quick to defend yourself. Uh, don't be eager to issue a counterattack. Listen, pause, think, then speak. Can I say that one more time? Listen, pause, think, then speak. If you do that, you will douse tension in your home from time to time. You will say things that will make your spouse calm down uh, when the argument is becoming very heated. So here are two questions you should ask yourself. Uh, while you pause and you're thinking before you talk. Two questions you ask yourself. Because when I say pause, think before you talk, something must happen in, I mean, between that if you will make sense and douse the tension. The question is, one, should what I'm thinking be said? Because sometimes you are thinking and what you are thinking should not be said. Thinking like, this doesn't make sense. This is silly. This is the most useless <laughs> talk I've ever heard in my life. But you can't say that. You can't afford to say that. You're going to set your home ablaze. <laughs> Secondly, should what I'm thinking be said now? You need to understand this. Wisdom, tact, and good timing are key to reaching resolutions. Sometimes what you are thinking should be said, but should not be said now because words uh, should be spoken timely. Sometimes you need to speak now. Sometimes you need to speak later. What you are thinking may be good, but it may not be meant for this time. It may not be meant for this time. So like I said, wisdom, tact, good, and, and, you know, and good timing are key to reaching resolutions so finally for today be slow to get angry sometimes when we fight our feelings can get hurt and that's the time that we say things that we don't mean um, and we hurt each other uh, when you feel that your temper starts to rise step back if you have enough control to think at that time ask yourself what exactly is making me angry is it the body language of my spouse? Is it what is said? Or is it just their attitude that's getting on my nerves? Uh, this could you know, actually help you to trace the trigger because when you are able to put your fingers on that trigger, uh, you can overpower it in your mind knowing that, okay, maybe 
I mean, the, 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 the things in my own marriage that I feel, uh, let, let me give you an, an example. Sometimes um, maybe my wife is not responding as fast as I wanted to something and it's getting me angry. I, 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 was, I, I feel neglected and then I start to raise my voice. But if I understand that maybe uh, she was thinking about something else or she was engaged with something, she was trying to sort out the kids, then I won't be that angry because I've seen that trigger and I've been able to put my hands on it. And when I see that, I overlook it. I don't think it's directed to me. I just know that that's how she uh, how she wants to behave at that time. And it's not necessarily targeted at making me angry. Usually when people, you know, are, are that hungry, all, thought, all kinds of thoughts fly through your mind. And the thought of resolution flies through the window. And you cannot afford to allow that to happen. Um, at that point, you... you you, you realize that you are more prone to fighting dirty uh, with a soccer point, angry accusations, and uh, bitter grudges than resolving the issue. So allowing anger to take the reins when you are fighting can add fuel to the fire. And you must not allow anger uh, to settle in your heart for too long. It's better to back off, calm down, pick up the conversation uh, later on so that it can be resolved much more easily. Um, I'll stop here for today, but before uh, I wrap this all up, just a bonus. In the many years of being married to my spouse, uh, I've realized that one thing has helped us, and that's that we made a decision a long time ago, over a decade ago, uh, never to call each other names, even when we're angry. And this has helped us to resolve our conflicts much more easily because we don't have anything to refer to. That you call me this, you call me that, am I the one you're talking to like that? We, we, we just refrain from calling names. We focus on the issues and not the weakness of the person. We focus on how things make us feel than just putting a nomenclature, negative one for that matter, on ourselves whilst we're angry. So I want to encourage you. And I wanted to make a commitment today that you will not call your spouse any negative name. Things like uh, calling somebody stupid or crazy, you know, and you, you know, using all kinds of bad language on your spouse must cease from your home. I think we have an agreement that you're going to do that. And I look forward uh, to you being able to say in the near future that this is now a thing of the past in our home. Uh, so... I hope this has been helpful to you. Please tell a friend about this podcast. Get them to listen to it, get them to watch it with you, and get them to subscribe. And if you are yet to subscribe, hit the subscribe button. Until I come your way again on another episode, uh, may your relationship and marriage be sweet. Mm -hmm.